Brian Nichols, you're a great man with some great ideas, a great podcast. Do you see why he's my favorite libertarian people? <laughs> yes. He's full of common sense and wisdom. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. Today I'm joined by easily one of the best of the best, Matt Kitty. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. It's good to be with you. By the way, let me take a step back and say I love what you're doing. I love the conversational style, and it's a combination of good fun and serious ideas. I love the fact that your show's doing what it does, and, and this is how we win the future. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest-growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. There's so many things that we can do to make America freer and the world better and safer and more peaceful. Everybody has the responsibility of trying to help to do that. You know, what you're doing with your podcast is a perfect example of, you know, you're doing this as a labor of love and for the cause, and that is exactly what we have to have. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Hey, what's up, folks? It's Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us today. Again, another fun-filled episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not as fun-filled as normal because today I'm joined by Jordan Page and Angela Clemens to discuss uh, the, the tragic story of Schaefer Cox. Now, Schaefer Cox, um, he is uh, basically right now a, a political prisoner, uh, more or less. And I, I want to leave more of the story for the actual episode um, but it's a it's a very upsetting and, and truly eye opening and scary story as to uh, what can happen to someone when they do, in fact, stand up for what's right against a tyrannical government or a corrupt government. So uh, with that, without getting too much into detail here in the intro, uh, this is the story of Schaefer Cox. To learn more, be sure to go to the show notes and click the link. Um, and again, guys, if you could please share today's episode, I think this is a very important story and uh, definitely more people need to hear about what's going on uh, with the uh, the tragic tale of Schaefer Cox. So with that, on to the show, Andrew Clemens and Jordan Page here on The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, thanks for having us thank on, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, guys. Well, you're obviously here for a very important reason. And uh, for those of you who are in the libertarian podcasting sphere, I'm sure you've actually heard Jordan uh, and Angela, uh, both on the We Are Libertarians Network, but also on the Bob Murphy Show, um, talking about Schaefer Cox. So I can't do the story justice because I am not as involved in it. And with Jordan, obviously, you're writing a song for Schaefer and Angela. You're uh, leading the, the, the charge of the president for Schaefer's Angels. I thought, who better than you guys to discuss What's happening with Schaefer Cox up in Alaska? So just before we start off, um, if we could maybe do a very brief introduction for each of you. So uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. If you can give a, a brief intro to who you are, and then Angela will obviously um, introduce you as well and your role at Schaefer's Angel. So Jordan, uh, if you could. Sure. Well, my name is Jordan Page, and I am a you know libertarian musician, songwriter, uh, political activist. Um, I, I write songs about things that are going on in the country and in the world uh, from a from a liberty perspective. And I, I did a lot of work with Ron Paul during the during the presidential campaigns in 2008 and 2012. And I, I just I publish music about uh, about issues that I care about. And, and I do a lot of uh, a lot of activism to those things, too. Awesome. And then, Angela, if you could um, introduce yourself and then your role over at uh, Schaefer's Angels and then we'll dig into the story. Okay. Uh, my name's Angela Clemens, and I'm the president of Schaefer's Angels. And it's it's a nonprofit dedicated uh, to see Schaefer Cox be set free. 
So right there, that you hit the nail on the head in terms of a, a segue for me. So um, mm-hmm. Schaefer Cox being set free. So if uh, I'll lead, you know, jump ball for who wants to start with this. But if you could give my audience really the uh, the Spark Notes version, who is Schaefer Cox, um, and and what is he in need of being set free from? Okay, uh, Schaefer Cox is a political prisoner. He's being held in a, a secret prison, a black site prison called the CMU, for a crime that never happened. Um, he was a great speaker. He was calling out corruption, uh, dr- drug trafficking, and child um, sex trafficking. And he was targeted because of that, calling calling out people and naming names. And for two years, they sent in uh, FBI informants undercover to try to provoke him to violence to get his attention off of the off of calling out the corruption and get him focused on to try to see if they could provoke him to violence. Um, two years of attempts, including threats on his life, threats on his child's life. He never agreed to violence, not one single time. And um, they had t- they eventually took him to court in the state of Alaska. It was a state case. The state of Alaska was able to play the two years of tapes that prove his innocence. And the case was thrown out of court. The federal government came in and took him to federal court, which they're out of jurisdiction. They have zero jurisdiction to try most crimes, in- including the ones that they made up for Schaefer, but the judge that they brought out of retirement, who was um, almost deaf, um, would not allow those same tapes to be played in federal court. So because the exculpatory evidence was hidden from the jury and the prosecution brought up um, quite a bit of lies, they were able to lie and twist he was um, convicted and sentenced to almost 27 years in prison. And he's oh, wow. in year eight. Yeah, he's in year eight of 27 in, like I said, the secret black side prison, which is a whole story in itself, um, mm-hmm. the tortures that they endure. So I, I, the question I have to raise, and it's just it's it's so horrifying to hear what's happened there with Schaefer. Um, but what mm-hmm. was it about Schaefer in particular being in Alaska, naming names and 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 such in this sex trafficking that you're referring to? Um, you know, what was it particularly about Schaefer, you know, really rustling, um, the feathers here of this, this, you know, larger behind the scenes operation that's taking place, um, that targeted him specifically. And I say that because obviously mm-hmm. we're in a, a, you know, connected 24 seven age where you have, you know, QAnon and you have, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all these conspiracy theory organizations who I'm sure are going after, um, all the, the behind the scenes stuff as well. But Schaefer actually is talking about something that's real and then he ends up being targeted. So what do you think was mm-hmm. particularly about Schaefer? that maybe mm-hmm. differentiated him from those other organizations and those other um, people who are looking for uh, the, uh, the the, the where areas where government's doing nefarious deeds? Well, um, he uh, re- recently explained to me that um, the FBI has um, people they rate on tiers, tier one, two, three, and four, and five. And they only have, um, tier one would be people that have just different leaders, not just people, but leaders who have differing beliefs. And tier five is are considered people who actually have the following, the leadership, the dy- the dynamic skills to motivate uh, actual social revolution and change. And Schaefer is actually considered a tier five of that list. He is a dynamic speaker. He motivate. He knows how to motivate huge crowds. He 
earns people's trust. He would call, he would say, hey, we're having a meeting at Denny's on Thursday and 700 people show up. He just had that, um, <laughs> that spirit. Bet, of, bet that made Denny's really happy. <laughs> What's that? I said, I bet that made Denny's really happy. Yeah, yeah, they they got uh, some good business, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jordan, I'll go to you for for obviously your interaction in in trying to help raise awareness for Schaefer Cox. So, um, what was it in particular about this case with Schaefer that drew you in and really wanted to get you as involved as you are today? Well, it's a great question, Brian. Last year in June, I was performing at uh, at an event in Spokane, Washington, called the Red Pill Expo. And I was just kind of walking around the, uh, the the grounds of the of the conference, and this person walked up to me and handed me this book, and it was it was titled "The Lost Lyrics of Schaefer Cox." And I knew Schaefer's name; I'd heard his name throughout the years. I knew he was a prisoner, but I never spent any time really getting to know his case or know what happened. And um, you know, to, regrettably so, but you know, nonetheless, and, and I got this uh, this book in my hands, and the guy told me I really needed to read it. So I knew Schaefer's name, so I read it. It was sixty songs, just lyrics, really poetry that he had written while um, while incarcerated. And what what I didn't realize is that these lyrics had been thought lost because Schaefer was moved from from one facility to where he is now and had to leave those papers behind. And he, he, he figured they were just thrown away. And someone, we don't know who, whether a guard or a prisoner, found the papers and were so moved by them that they smuggled them out of that prison and got them into the hands of Schaefer's team, who then published them into a book. That book ended up in my hands, and I read it and had a very profound uh, reaction to, to what I read. And, I mean, I, it broke my heart, honestly, because, I mean, we're both – you know, Christians, we're both patriots, husbands, fathers. I mean, we have so much in common. It's unbelievable how much we have in common. And I um, I, I, I took the book and, and read it several times. I contacted a friend of mine who I knew was always posting about Schaefer. And uh, she she and I discussed me, me doing a song because, you know, I wrote a song for Lavoie Finicum, the rancher who was killed in Oregon by federal agents and Oregon State Police three years ago. I've, I've written songs about a lot of, of specific events that have happened that, that were in that were unjust. And I, I felt that this story needed to be told in song. And so she introduced me to uh, Angela, who uh, who loved the idea and she loved the song that I wrote. Um and, and, and while I was in the process of, of, of deciding to write this song, we got the, the, the word that, uh, that a horrifying murder had taken place in the, in the prison where Schaefer is in Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, there's, a, there's a federal prison there with a prison inside a prison, which is called the CMU or Communication Management Unit. And this is, they call these, these prisons Little Gitmo because this is where all of the prisoners from Guantanamo Bay were sent when they when that prison was supposedly shut down. So the so the the bulk majority of the population are radical uh, Muslim terrorist population essentially, with with a handful of what they call balancers, which are guys that are that are not that and are are they are there just to to um, let the prison off the hook for having only one demographic essentially. Mm. And it just so happens one of those prisoners is a famous prisoner named Schaefer Cox. <laughs> and so um, 
so so we, we found out about this murder that had taken place where Schaefer and his, and, and the few Christians in this prison were praying together with a Bible. They were happened upon by a large gang of, of, of other inmates who seized one of the men, tied his hands behind his back, stabbed him in the heart, and cut his head off with a wire in front of Schaefer. And um, I, you know, I'm sorry to burden you and your listeners with that information, but it, it needs to be told this happened on American soil. And the guards did nothing to prevent it or to intervene. They hid in a, in a room with a locked door, and they waited for a SWAT team to assemble. And to uh, and it took 15 minutes for them to get there. So use your imagination. So this this right. all, all happened in front of in front of Schaefer. Another man was stabbed 12 times. Miraculously, he lived. And all the Christians in this prison have a have a a kill uh, on a kill list. They all have hits on, on, on each of them. So Schaefer's life is constantly in danger. He's forced to spend several hours a day with the men who murdered his friend. And they sit there and stare at him, you know, waiting for their turn to get him too. Um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a really, it's hell on earth for, for him and for the other men that are there. The same types of torture that, that went on in Guantanamo Bay happened here. They have four-point shackling to their beds. They're shackled in, in, in humiliating stress positions for hours on end. Uh, there's extreme temperature fluctuations so hot that they can't that their feet can't touch the ground and so cold that the that the water in the toilets freeze. They're they're all suffering from starvation related diseases, uh, it, you know, sleep deprivation. They're put in solitary confinement in pitch black conditions for months at a time. Uh, Schaefer was, was in there for so long once he forgot what a human face looked like. Wow. Uh, I mean, just just absolute awful, inhumane just just like the worst conditions you can imagine and uh, not to mention the fact that he's he's allowed very few prisoners if any and even when his mother comes to visit he's not allowed to touch her there they they can only see each other behind glass he has two phone calls a week 15 minutes with a hard stop at 15 minutes so it it really is like the the, the worst possible place in the world someone could be sent to and we're talking about an innocent man Okay, right. When they don't have anything to charge you with, they charge you with conspiracy and, and they charge him also with solicitation to commit murder and conspiracy to commit murder. But his solicitation charge was dropped two years ago. So without solicitation, it stands to reason there can be no conspiracy. You would have to solicit someone to conspire with you. So if there was no solicitation, there can be no conspiracy. And the conspiracy charge is what we're hoping is going to be dropped because the judge in Schaefer's case has just ordered that all the exculpatory evidence withheld by the prosecution and the judge, uh, another judge has ordered that it is all to be released. So with his resentencing coming up, we are hoping that this evidence will lead to his freedom. So let's, uh, Angela, we'll jump over to you. So let's Mm -hmm. speak to that because as you you started out uh, stating, this is a crime that never happened and a crime that Schaefer never committed. So let's uh, speak to what Jordan was just referring to in terms of the tapes being released. What is it specifically that Schaefer was accused of doing? And eventually, you know, as it was tried in Alaska, was found to be not guilty and then uh, got retried at a federal level. And, you know, now he's obviously facing uh, the 28 years behind bars. So what is it that he was accused of doing and, and being found guilty of by the feds without this evidence that the, the state had seen that had exonerated him? Um, and the state, um, I wanted to just say it because I know someone will be like, well, that's not true. Um, the state actually heard the evidence and threw the case out. So, okay, got, gotcha. Um, there was no, yeah, there was no necess- necessity for exoneration or, or to find him innocent. They're just like, they heard the tapes and they said, there is no case. There is no case. So, there's not enough evidence to <laughs> right, go against him. Gotcha. Right, there's just no case. Yeah, so. 
Um, so the, the government, since they um, couldn't find um, a crime to charge him with because he never agreed to be violent ever, they uh, threw some weapon charges on and they charged him with solicitation and conspiracy to murder judges. The re- one of the reasons that the solicitation charge was dropped, um, the federal uh, public defender had 15 minutes to argue that um, charge in front of the Ninth Circuit Court. And there is no target. There's no identifiable, an identifiable target. So the Ninth Circuit judge literally said, um, he used the term Mickey Mouse. He said, so can we? Can you actually be charged of a, a crime of solicitation if if the target is is fictitious like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how that's how crazy and corrupt the whole charges are. Um, I mean, really, if you look at the case, the the one who the the federal government solicited FBI known criminals, one of the informants um, ran drugs for Hell's Angels. They solicited known criminals and they conspired to murder Schaefer Cox. So those are the crimes that they charged him with. Um, But that's those are the crimes that they used uh, Mm -hmm. for for him. So So. now you're saying that the federal government uh, in this retrying of the case, because, you know, potentially there's been so much uh, raised up around it saying, you know, this is this is absolutely wrong. This needs to be looked at again. So now the judge is ruling that they're going to release all of the tapes that the state had heard where they decide not even to to press any charges. So um, mm-hmm. what's the timeline for this taking place? And, and mm-hmm. what can my audience do to help, uh, you know, number one, raise awareness mm-hmm. for this, but number two, to help you guys in terms of getting this case actually moving forward? Uh, the, the FOIA case, it's called a Freedom of Information Act. They um, are ordered to release over 500 pages of documents that were writ- withheld. And out of... They are so slow in doing it, they being the FBI, that they, out of eight separate times that they've released documents, they're on page 200 and something. So we don't have an exact timeline, unfortunately, um, but we're, you know, it's coming out slowly. The the documents are being released. A lot of them have, uh, you know, half pages redacted. So... Um, the attorney has to push to get them unredacted. Um, but uh, but the, the greatest thing, I mean, all, all of these cases cost money. So um, donations for his legal defense are invaluable and in in an awesome investment in his freedom. Um, people always say, you know, people have an, have an innate sense that this case is something bigger than themselves to be a part of Schaefer's case is to be a part of something way bigger than yourself. And, um, so any, any donations help, um, you can do, find that at uh, freeshafer.com. Um, right on the homepage too is the, um, ability you can purchase and download the song on uh, CD baby. The link is right there. I know Jordan page also has that. So those, those things are very helpful in, um, and getting Schaefer set free. Fantastic. Well, I, I know um, one of the reasons also we wanted to have you guys on because Jordan has his elevated position um, as a musician. So I want uh, Jordan to maybe explain the process of his writing the song, number one. Um, but number two, um, what the, the feedback has been, you know, the, the individuals who have heard it, maybe some more noted individuals within the greater music or political community um, and, and the traction that that's had. 
Sure. Well, the writing process, you know, I, I had some music that I had been holding on to for something very special, um, you know, for, for not a really long time. But 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 I had I had a, a, like the main uh, the main chorus music, the intro music is the same. I had that for for a little while and wanted it to to be for something you know meaningful and 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 a special. I just been kind of hanging on for for to it for a while. But uh, yeah, the, the the book, the lost lyrics of Schaefer Cox. This is a book you can find on Amazon. You know, I read this book several times and was very inspired from it. Um, and, and I I wrote, I wrote the song very quickly. As as soon as I began, you know, it was one night. My I I started feeling the creative spirit, and my my wife went upstairs and she prayed for me to to get the right song for uh, for for Schaefer. And I wrote it that night. Uh, there were there were a couple of lines from his book that I put in the song, so he is a co-author of the song, and that means that fifty percent of all the song sales are going to go directly to the foundation for his legal defense. So every time someone downloads the song for a, a buck fifty, uh, whatever we w- whatever the, that number is that we actually get from that, half of that Im- immediately goes to Schaefer's Angels. We actually just sent her uh, the first check. Or the for the first uh, PayPal payment this week, which was really great, and um, great. so when people, it, it, it's definitely a way for for people to interact with with Schaefer's case and 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 contributing to it while getting something in return. There's also a music video that's uh, that's on YouTube and and Facebook, and it's all I mean it's all over. Just look for the, it's called the persecution of Schaefer Cox, and I thought that was an appropriate title because he has been persecuted. Uh, the, the you know the, the the criminal injustice system was weaponized against an innocent, peaceful man, and you know the, the story needs to be told. So we just want we want people to share it. We want people to go to freeshafer.com and sign up for the email list so they can get updates about Schaefer, his letters from prison, and also to to contribute to the legal fund because it is expensive to keep up this battle. So the one question I, I want, I was just thinking about this, and I actually was thinking about this back when I heard you on, on Bob and then uh, both you with Hody here in the, the big channel, um, was you know, what what's the chances that we actually see Schaefer here in the next, uh, I, I'm not sure what the timeline is, you know, year, year and a half, two years, actually be freed from prison. And then after that, um, what can we do to ch- try and make sure that we keep him safe? Because it, it sounds like based on the, the charges that were leveled against him and those who were going against him, it sounds like he may you know, be targeted again. So to, to basically try and be proactive in avoiding that from happening to him again. I think he'll always be a target no matter what. Um, just because, because like, like as Angela said, he's a T he's considered a tier five kind of person. Um, but I, Honestly, I, I think there is a very, very strong chance. I, I see the winds of change moving on this case. Uh, this ruling by the judge is a massive ray of hope. I mean, like we, we, this is this is a real shot at, at getting him out. Um, so that, that that that's where public opinion and public pressure come into play. You know, the more and that's what the song is meant to do. It's meant to get people motivated. It's a call to action. To to calling you know the 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 congressmen and senators and governor from uh, and, and elected officials in Indiana, letting them know what's happening in this prison in their state, uh, right under their noses. I mean, a lot of people don't even know these CMUs exist. You know, before uh, before I learned about this case, I didn't know that they existed, and I, I considered myself pretty well informed about a lot of stuff, not 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 the least of which is the prison industrial complex, uh, which is basically just modern day slavery, and and that's. That he he is he is in like the black hole of all prisons and but but it is very conceivable that he could be set free, especially with his solicitation charge being dropped 
And all that's really hanging over him is this conspiracy charge, which is a complete farce. And with this evidence being released, it will prove that he's innocent. They're going to have to let him go. So that that we're we're working diligently with this strong belief that he will be set free. I think it's a very strong chance. That's so great to hear. And I know you know I know for a fact there's a lot of uh, elected officials who listen to this show. Um, some of whom are actually local in Indiana. So I do hope that they they hear this and they're able to uh, you know try and help facilitate things at the very least, um, or at the very very least be raised uh, in their awareness of this actually taking place. And then like you said, Jordan, the uh, the conditions that are are you know, prevalent not only in, in Indiana these CMUs but also across the rest of the United States. Um, so I know uh, we're, we're getting towards the end of the show. So what I'd like to do is give you both um, you know some some final thoughts here in terms of what what people can take away from this episode and uh, what they can do to help. So Angela, I'm going to start with you, and then we'll end with Jordan. So Angela, uh-huh. well, I like to, I like to say to you know anybody in the whole world that it doesn't matter what religion you are it doesn't matter what your political beliefs are it doesn't matter how you live or what color you are this is a case that affects everyone it affects freedom it affects truth it affects peace and um there's just a place for everyone to be involved in this case so i'd like to encourage everyone to to get involved somehow all right. And then Jordan, um, if you could give us some, uh, some parting wisdom from, uh, not only your musical backgrounds, I myself am a musician and I always love to hear, um, uh, where the, uh, the mus- musical mind comes from, um, but then also how folks can help out with, uh, with Schaefer's case from, uh, your perspective again. Sure. Well, you know, I've been a musician all my life since I was about 11 years old and I have personally seen what, uh, what music can do to affect social change. You know, a lot of the songs that I've written, I, I, I've, I've met people that, it, that it's affected their lives and, and for, for the better. Um, this song has affected me personally, and everyone that, that hears it seems to enjoy it and, and has been affected by it in a positive way. We really haven't had hardly any Internet troll activity trying to slam it or, or hurt us. I mean, we, we, we have had a lot of censorship. On, on videos that we've done and interviews that we've done. I even had a Facebook live interview get shut down two nights ago, uh, right right as we began to talk about Schaefer Cox. As soon as we mentioned his name, basically, and and, and the corrupt judge in the, in the case, um, Facebook shut it down and, and blocked us from being able to go back live again. So I, I, I would say this, you know, I, I, I talked to Schaefer about a month ago. He called me and he told me, I, I sang him the song with my guitar and my voice, and he could hear my children kind of laughing and playing in the background. And he told me that, you know, he had lost the, the ability to cry like years ago. I mean, put yourself in his place. I mean, some parts of you will die in, in, in a situation like this. But he says to me that, you know, listening to that song and hearing my kids in the background reminded him that there is a real world out, out there beyond the cold, godless walls of that prison. And that he felt like he, he could be able to cry again hearing hearing that. And so that's one of those moments that you don't forget and that really just encourages you to to stand up and say what needs to be said and to and to stand up for someone who who is uh, who's behind bars, you know, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm very dedicated to this and, and to to all the different causes I write about. You know, I mean, people can go to freeshafer.com. And they can get involved by donating to the legal fund because that that's really where the magic's going to happen here is, uh, is is the legal battles. But you can pray for Schaefer. I, you know, my family and I keep him in constant prayer um, and just educating your friends and neighbors. Make his make his name a household name. Uh, you can find the, the, the music video right on the homepage of freeshafer.com as well as jordanpagemusic.com. 
and we just ask that you uh, that you uh, that you share it and uh, and enjoy the song. So, folks, we will absolutely include the links not only to the persecution of Schaefer Cox, uh, but also to freeshafer.com and jordanpagemusic.com so you guys can learn more about how you can help, so you can help uh, purchase the uh, the song, uh, The Persecution of Schaefer Cox. And again, half of it goes directly to Schaefer's Angels to help with the uh, the, the trial fees. Um, so, if, if you, folks, if you could stick around after the, the credits roll and listen to uh, Jordan's song, the, the Persecution of Schaefer Cox. But with that, uh, to Jordan Page... And uh, Angela Clemens, thank you so much for for joining us today here in the Brian Nichols Show. Um, I think it's a very important message and a very important story that needs to be told, and people need to hear it. Uh, and and by the the looks of everything's been going on, it looks like it's uh, it's getting that way. So uh, with that, folks, if you enjoyed today's episode, again, not only just enjoyed, it's important. Please share today's episode with family and friends. And as always, follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty, uh, both on Twitter and on Facebook. And, and of course, folks, Patreon is the way we keep this show running and rolling. So please, if you can go ahead and give just even a little bit, you know, $5 a month, what have you, I would be absolutely appreciative of that. So, folks, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for Angela Clemens and Jordan Page. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.
Cause I was made for grace 